Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, the insider, the insider, Tyler Keel. I am confused on what I'm doing right now. What are you doing? So, well, of course, Alex. Explain to the people at home what you are trying to do. During this episode of the Keel Podcast, make sure to get involved in the conversation. Hashtag the Keel Podcast at the Keel Podcast on Twitter. Also, going forward, hashtag the T, you know, hashtag TKS at at the Keel Show on Facebook, at the Keel Show on Instagram. And I think that's all we're on right now. I think that's all really there is to be on Twitter. Well, yeah, Twitter, but that's at the Keel Show. We're at the Keel Show on Twitter, but use the hashtag TKP to talk about the final two episodes before we go live. Don't don't use hashtag TKP, Turkish Communist Party. Hashtag the Keel Podcast. Hashtag, Hashtag TKS. Go full. Yeah, go all out. Yeah, no. Well, send I, it. So full send. I am testing right now the video outlook for everything on OBS. Alex is taking advantage of the fact that nobody's going to see this foot except for me. Hell yeah. And so he is. He's doing stuff that he won't be doing live on the show. I got some moves. Because we got like graphics. We got you know, icons, moves. name titles, ah. and everything. I, you know the hard part for me, Alex, is going to be trying to make sure I stare at the camera. Why do you got to stare at the camera? Because they, nobody wants to look at you. Nobody wants you to look at you. You are a voice. I am a voice. I am the voice. I would say the voiceless, but that's already. Is that is that copywritten? Uh, is that patented by CM Punk? I think that's WWE merchandise. Dang it. I was about to say, I'm like, could we get him on the show? That'd be awesome. Who, the coach? The coach. Sure. The coach, man. I'm sure he would love to talk hockey. I'd, It'd have to be a Blackhawks episode. Uh, I'd accept that. Get CM Punk on the show. I don't care. Punk, you're a Hawks fan. This is awesome. We're talking to CM Punk. That's all, we, that's all it would be about for us. Great. But, be, I mean, it'll be interesting. We do have one guest confirmed. Can't say it yet, though, but we have one guest confirmed for the show, June 29th, 6 o'clock here a live show on 12 ounce sports network facebook inst- not instagram i forget and i honestly there's also you can z- do an instagram live video i think well we'd have to do it very awkwardly with my phone yeah but we're also on zingo tv alex zingo what? zingo tv it is an app that you can get on google on apple tv on amazon fire stick and roku it's an app that has all sorts of weird sports stuff including 12 ounce sports network so we'll be live you can watch us on the big screen you can watch me on tv i'm I'm on tv wait you can't watch me in this one crap well well, yeah but you know it's 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 a good practice method alex i'm pretty sure everyone's right now is like get to the show but first alex we have to mention we had to thank some people first for this show here on 12 ounce sports network who do we gotta thank ty my book MyBookie.com. It's the good way to bet on local sports. You can do football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer. Well, baseball is not really a thing. Baseball is not really a thing. thing. Well, uh, there's Ohio men's baseball here on 12-Ounce Sports Network. They had a game this past Sunday. There's baseball and Northwoods League starting up here soon. Don't they only have three teams? Who cares? Well, in Michigan, they do. But the Michigan teams are going to play. That's all that matters, Alex. Okay. Michigan is for the best, for the win. Bet on all sports. Win and get paid. Use the promo code 12-Ounce Sports and join for free today. Well, whenever you're listening to this, of course. This could be tomorrow because it's going to be up late tonight because of our guests later. And this could be Thursday. And it could be Friday. They could listen to it on Saturday. But if they go on whenever, 12-Ounce Sports Network. Tyler, name three days that are consecutive, not using Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Excuse me? Say... Three consecutive days, okay, without saying Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Say them consecutively. 
Three consecutive days. Name three consecutive days without using those. Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, and Christmas. Those are not three consecutive days. Fine. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Is that better? It works. What was the, what was the answer you were looking for? The correct at me? answer is usually yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You know, this is why, like I said last week, why I should be the only one on the show because mother of goodness. I mean, all right, here we go. Fi- no, nope. everyone. No, get back over here. Get back over here. I'm gone. No, you're not. But, like I said, two weeks away from going live, 6 to 8.30 every Monday. Now, we're not going to usually go the full two and a half hours, but please don't. On our guests. Hey, there'll be some times we need, hey, what if we have a big guest that wants to talk for 90 minutes? Guess what? We're doing it. Mm, you know why not? <laughs> Too bad. I'm the one that runs the show. I'm the one that's actually doing all of the editing on this thing, and it's kind of uh, cool. Looking. Yes. But regardless, two weeks away from that, like I said, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Zingo TV. Actually, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention YouTube the first time. Yes, YouTube. Because people like YouTube. And also, our the episode... show on YouTube, by the, the way. The videos will actually also, the replays will be up on not just all the 12-Ounce Sports Network, but on our YouTube page as well, which we will link to across all of our other social medias, which does include Instagram. And we may do, like, live Instagrams before to, you know, chat with our fans. Yeah. All of them. Mom, yeah. Dad, Colleen, our, well, your we girlfriend, have a, we have a my, few more. my wife. Actually, my wife will probably be yelling from the other room to shut up. She'll probably be working. I hope so, because I feel like she's going to barge through one of these doors. And here's the problem. We have at least enough room for the door to open between the door and the desk, the way we had to turn the table to actually have a camera shot here. So you're not going to get nailed, which was actually my first fear, because I forgot how I thought I, I overestimated how big this table was. Yeah. But we should probably get into the hockey talk here, Alex. Probably. We got some news, Ty. News of today. News that you should be happy about, because you love absolutely taking a dump on this team well it's funny because when i talked to jordan DeShane last week of the hockey writers him and i already dumped on him enough but guess what we get to do it some more folks jason botterell formerly of the buffalo sabers gentlemen has been fired fired f-i-r-e-d fired Fired. He's, he's fired you've been fired which you're good you know it's great because I, we, Jordan and I went back and forth on it for so long of how or what the Sabres need to do to get better. And firing Botterill, is this the answer? We don't know. But here's where it's all peculiar, Alex. The Pajulas in their, you know, they had like a, you know, a conference call, a Zoom conference call, whatever, with media. And they said, he's our guy. We're moving forward with him, moving forward with Ralph Krueger. And that was in May, Alex, just a few weeks ago. But clearly, uh, something happened. Just over two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. It, well, I think it was... Well, it was the, I think the conference itself was the 28th, I think. Somewhere around there? Yes. So just, just about two and a half weeks. A lot. So not too long ago. And they just decide, hey, we're just going to scrap it. We don't need them anymore. And, I, and listen, the team's bad. And at least it's not like a whole Paul Fenton deal where they fire him after one season. This is a guy that's been here and that was brought in here to build the team. His first year was awful, 25, 45, and 12. That's but the, not really his fault, though. No, he didn't. That was because he got hired in May of 2017. He didn't have enough time to really build a team to actually be competitive. But then 18, 19, they went on that 10-game win streak in November. They were going to be a playoff team. And pff, 33, 39, and 10. They were just below 500 this season, 30, 31, and 8. But once again, hot start in the first half. And come Christmas time, 
I don't know, too many too many sweets around Christmas? Is that probably what Here, it is? Here's what I'm going to say about the entire Buffalo situation. Oh, boy. You, and this this goes out for basically any general manager that gets put in this situation. Once you come on your first week, or your first week slash year slash season, yeah. is going to be hell. Yes. It's not going to be fun. You're probably not going to be successful. You ain't going to win. Media is going to look at you like, he's here now. He's supposed to make everything better. Dump him. Which is why, I mean, when you fire a general manager after one year, what are you doing in Minnesota? Come on now. Well, hey, they're still in the playoffs. So, uh, well, yes. In a 24 team format. You're right. Montreal's in the playoffs. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Montreal and Chicago. Stanley Cup final. It's going to be great. No, I don't want it. You don't think so? Hey, no. that means you get a Boston-Montreal series. If Boston does well in the round robin, you get a Boston-Montreal series. Is that not what we want right now? Uh, Just as long as I get Tory Krug versus Max Domi. Ma- Max Domi? Max. You said you said. I know. I, I, know I messed you. it up. Yes, uh, Max Domi. That would be interesting because you have two guys flying at each other because I can see it now. It's like it's like a Mentos truck and a Diet Coke truck flying at each other. Tory Crew going from one corner. Max Domi coming out of the Max other. Max Domi and would just straight up kill Marshawn at that point. Do you think, dude? That- you know Ty is sitting there, his dad tapping my shoulder. He's like, all right, here's what I used to do to the Flyers. Okay, I'd skate around and avoid him for about two and a half periods, and then I would just snap. If he did what, if Max Domi in a hypothetical playoff series did what he did to Aaron Eckblad in the preseason lap before last year, does it this year against Brad Marchand? Max Domi is the most loved player and the most well and respected individual across the hockey fan base in the NHL. I'm just saying. Right. Because people would love that, Alex. Going back to the GM thing. GM. Oh, yeah. Buffalo. So, yeah. First year, it's not going to be fun regardless. If you get lucky, the team will be like, all right, guys, let's go. We're going to get in one year and one year. After that, it is you versus what the other general managers allow you to do. Right. Because that, that's the that's a huge part of the job is trading, um, trying to see what you can get as far as the draft goes, which is another thing of whether or not you're going to get that good lottery pick if that lottery which they picks, have which not the got. lottery pick is going to be the guy that you actually want to be on your team or if he's going to actually fit into your system it, it's a whole guessing game general managing in all sports is really a guessing game great quote from scotty bowman nothing is as sure as an or nothing is unsure about a sure thing or no or is it nothing is Sure about a sure thing. I'll have to look it up. It's a good quote. Scotty Bowman's a genius. He should have been a general manager after he was a coach. But well, he was doing that with Pittsburgh before he took over after Bob Johnson passed. He was the p- director of player ops of hockey operations, right? And then he took over because he's like, all right, I'm the only coach here, and we need a coach because well, they're the Penguins, and uh, they ended up winning the cup anyways. But now, ended up winning uh, who, the cup. who did who won the draft lottery in 17, 18, 17 would have been the Devils. 19 was the Devils. Who won it in 2018? There is nothing so uncertain as a sure thing. That's the quote. Ah, yes. Good old Scott. Alex, Bowen. look up the 2018 NHL draft for me because I forgot who won the lottery that year. Okay. My brain's starting to hurt thinking about it. Give me five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Oh my gosh, I can't think of it. Who who drafted Buffalo? F- no, Buffalo had the best Why odds. No, but, or, uh, 
Who won? Who got it then? No, Buffalo. Oh, right. They got Darlene. Duh. So yeah. they got it once in the la- in the, in his three year span. I'm like, who am I? I'm like, why am I? Rolanda Hockey Club. I don't. Or is it? That's not extra league. That's that's the no. Jack. That that's that's the Swiss league or the Sweden league. I'm trying to think of the well. How you'd say it in Swedish? Because extra league is the Czech league. I don't know. We're not Swedish. Who cares? I like to say it properly for them. Except when I go to a Mexican restaurant and the I say... The Swedish oh, Hockey League. SHL. Yes. Even though, like, the one time when I go to a taco place and I ask for a Mexican taco and I say Mexican and I just get weird looks from everybody. Even though that's technically the proper way to say it. Okay, here's the thing. That's just like me going into a restaurant and saying tapas it's gazpacho. I'm not going to say that. Well, okay. if you, uh, Even though I know it's correct, because, Tyler, I don't really have the complexion. Really? To have that sort of a... Uh, well, it's... Okay, that, I will say... I will admit this. You know how whenever you go into a, an employee application and you have to mark whether huh? you're Hispanic or not Hispanic? When I was in fourth grade during the MEEP testing... I would mark because I'm like, okay, my great-grandparents are from Spain, so that means i got to be Hispanic, and I'd mark it. I'm pretty sure the demographics for that year's testing were a little off. That is one thing that I have, uh, I've, I've have had conflict with. Well, because I... Should I put... Okay, but, well, here's the thing. Because our, great, sometimes our great-grandparents they, are depends, literally from Spain. Well, it depends on how they put it, because if they say... Because sometimes they put it in the survey or however you put your race down as Hispanic slash Latino in parentheses, not white. In parentheses. I think, well, that, I started to realize, I think once I got into high school, I'm like, oh, so I'm Which not. is a whole nother thing. Yes, correct. But because Hispanic is different. Hockey. Latino. Hockey, sorry. Yes. Because we got a lot uh, to get to before we get to Matthew Zator. Matthew Zator, by the way, Vancouver Canucks writer for the Hockey Writers. We'll get to him here in just a little bit. We got to work on actually time and everything, too, because we have, like, commercials and stuff. Do we? Yeah, we got commercials to worry about. Not today, obviously, but, you know. Well, I'm sure we'll figure it out when we get there. So, Ty? What's this we thing? You mean me? <laughs> I have to look at you, and I'll give the- I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> I'm here. You know what, Ty? I'm going to do one show. One show every two weeks. It's gonna how ha- so I'm gonna do you're it. Doing, you're doing the Jim Craig thing. I'm here, aren't I? I'm here. You answer I? my question, Jim. I'll come every two weeks. On the weeks where I'm not here, you'll have a nice big old interview, nice juicy meatball of an interview. I've had a lot of interviews, even with you here. I just record them ahead of time and I put them in, which we'll probably still do. But well, that's what I'm saying. I've never, I haven't done an interview with. I think the last one I did where I was actually on the show was uh, Thomas. Last time Thomas was on. Oh, yeah, because Thomas, yeah, Thomas. Well, yeah. Because I don't like talking to strangers. Not really. Jason Botterell. Yes. Uh, so, so I guess... You're fired. Uh, <laughs> well, that's great. Well, here's the thing. Who's the guy that replaced him, though? Well, do we want to talk... We, should we, we get to the rest of the people that were fired first? Because he was, he was the tip of the iceberg. Because there were a lot more individuals, not just with the, directly with the Sabres, but even in their developmental system that were fired. They also had sure, assist- let's talk about him. assistant general manager Steve Greeley and Randy Sexton. Sexton, who is also the general manager of the Rochester Americans, was canned as well. On top of that, head coach of the Amherst, Chris Taylor, and assistant coaches Gordon Dean and Toby Peterson all asked to leave the building peacefully. Yikes. And amateur scout, director of amateur scouting Ryan Jankowski, and a plethora of amateur scouts also given the boot. You know, so what you're telling me is this wasn't necessarily 
the general managing problem of doing trading and drafting and all that stuff. It's the actual developmental system of the Buffalo Sabres that was the problem. Yes, Is that and, what you're telling me here? Yes. And, well, here's the thing. The Americans were the second best team in their division last year in the American Hockey League. Now, whether that it's because of their uh, developing talent or they just had good veteran talent, they had Andrew Hammond. It's one of the best goaltenders in the AHL last year. But was he an AHL goalie or an NHL goalie that was playing in the NHL or in the AHL? I've always thought Hammond deserves a second chance. He the way he got way he was I'm excommunicated out of Ottawa for I'm me was saying. tough. I, I always thought he deserved a better chance regardless. They're doing it. This is a full-scale dump. They're getting rid of everyone and everything. They're going to start over again, which makes it intriguing to see what they're going to do moving forward. Who are they going to bring in? They're going to obviously, they have to bring in a whole new system. And this is like not just bringing all right, one guy in and he'll bring everyone else. You need to bring in a whole team now of management staff that will actually be able to put together not just a good team in the NHL, but a great a good developmental system, which when we talked with Jordan last, when I talked to Jordan last week, excuse me, we talked about how bad the development is because Casey Middlestaff, for example, of how big of a prospect he was. He has not done jack squat since making his way up into Buffalo. Now he's stuck down there in Rochester. See, because here's the thing. What I'm ready for is the Elliot Friedman story when he goes and takes a trip to South Toronto, Buffalo. And oh, it's about to like <laughs> South Toronto. Mate. You mean the lake? <laughs> yeah, no. South, when he goes to South Toronto, and uh, district, he gets he gets the story. He gets the scoop, and he how big's the scoop? Is it like you know you need three scoops in the bowl, or do you need two scoops? How big's the scoop? Uh, probably enough to take care of an entire litter for a cat. What I said, ice no. cream. I said I was talking ice cream. Did you say ice cream? I didn't hear ice cream. I just heard you've been scoops. hanging around your girlfriend way too much. If you think Please. scoops, then you think of litter. Well, I'm just saying this is a big old dump for them. So, ah. hey, here we go. Good old, good, good old dry humor. Hopefully You're- not wet because that's not dry. Count it. Back to hockey. This is going to be an awful idea to go live. 12-ounce sports took us on way too early. Way too early? We've been doing this for how long now? I'm talking they brought us on very... They weren't thinking... My question is, did they hear the show? I think so. Well, Cody Jansen's better a fan of que- our show. Better question. Did they hear the show while I'm on? Oh, yeah. You've been missing out quite a bit. So Yeah. Oh, right, boy. Oh, boy. Right. Well, I hope they listened last week because you were on the show last week. Anyways. Well, only for about 30 minutes. Anywho. Yes. So the basically the entire developmental executive staff for the Buffalo Sabres, including the general manager, completely swiped off there. I'm ready to see the stories that are going to come out later about all this hoobla hotties and all that good stuff. 31 Thoughts is going to be great this week. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. That being said, though. Oh, no. Tyler, what was the name of the guy that uh, got hired as general manager? The guy who was a business guy? Yeah, what what, what was it? It's like a Jerry Krause deal, Alex. I'm kidding, no. At least Jerry Jerry Krause didn't play sports. This guy at least played the game. Kevin Adams, Senior Vice President of Business Administration. Promote, is that promotion, you would say? Or do you think that's a demotion? What, Senior VP of Business Administration? But then going, going, then going to General to Manager? Dude, that's promotion. Promotion. That's promotion. promotion to a General Manager of the Buffalo Sabres, Kevin Adams. The Kevin first ever... Adams. Where, where do I recognize that name from, Ty? You're doing this on purpose. I am. But first play, ever, play with me. Kevin Adams, the second... I think it was actually the third ever Grand Rapids Griffin to win the Stanley Cup. 
the Griffins. Oh, please. That's right. Wait, 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 wait. But who did he win the Stanley Cup with? Oh, that's right. The Carolina Hurricanes. When you weren't even a fan. Storm surge. <laughs> when you weren't even a fan. Yeah, Kevin Adams played there when there was no such thing as a storm surge. Justin Williams was still playing junior hockey when that happened. No, wait, he was on the team. Sorry. I forgot how old he is. I forgot how old Justin Williams is. He was on the team. I forgot. He scored the empty net goal. Yes, Ty. I forgot. Justin Williams is older than dirt compared to everyone else. Except Joe Thornton. His, the gray in his hair is well-deserved. His gray in his hair is not just for men, folks. That is because he's old. But, yes. So, anyways, Kevin Adams was on that team with Justin Williams, which would make this full circle if, you know, some reason he brought Justin Williams to Buffalo. But he'd never do that because Justin Williams is going to stay in North Carolina forever. But beautiful there. He has got himself the big task. And here's the thing. Going back to the Pajulas. First of all, congratulations to Kevin Adams. Great opportunity for him. My thing is this, with regarding the hire, the firing of Botterill, they made the point that he was, they were not being heard. Their voice was not being heard, the owners. And first of all, I will say this. You are not supposed to, as the general manager, take word from the owners. You can take advice, but guess what? That's not their job. Their job as the owners are to pay the salary and make sure everything works just fine. And yes, if the team is failing, you want maybe an outside opinion. But the owners, listen, the Pajulas have a lot of money. And they're fans of the Buffalo Sabres. Yet they have proven that they just don't know what they're doing half the time with the Sabres, with all the alumni jerseys that are misspelled and all that stuff we got in last week with Deshane. But you can't expect to think that the GM will listen to you when clearly you don't. I, I listen. I don't know what was exchanged between Bottero. Owners are really at fault for a misspelled jersey. Really, I don't know. There's something that it's, it's from the top down. This organization needs a full scale look over. That's what I'm saying. There needs to be people to be. Well, if you're asking for people to sell the team, guess what? Well, I'm not saying they ain't gonna do that. No, but you, I don't want them to sell a team. You want them to get better. And if if you if the reason why they fired them is because they weren't. Their hockey takes were not working. They were not being listened to by Botterill. Listen, I would never want to listen to the owners of, of, of a hockey franchise unless they actually played. Mario Lemieux would probably be the only one that I would ever listen to. Why? Because he played the game. Mr. Pajula, what level did you play at? It'd be like if I came in and said, listen, I played the game once. Okay, no one here, would here's the thing, though. Just saying that only people that have hashtag played the game That's what I did. are the only people that have any legitimate say as far as what hockey is, then you can take away most of the freaking media of hockey. Did Elliot Friedman play hockey? Well, no, I'm saying... Did he pl- what well, level did I'm, he play I'm at? talking like... Yet, I'm talking he is this, one of the I'm, most respected people with one of the most respected opinions in all of hockey media. I'm talking... Deci- period. I'm talking decision-making, like team decision-making. Elliot Friedman's a wonderful journalist. D- don't you it. think that Elliot Friedman can, gives his opinions on different stuff? I wouldn't... I wouldn't know if he'd be the guy that I want to run a hockey team. That's what I'm getting at. Well, he's not running the hockey team. That's what owners don't run the hockey team. But if that's what the Pajulas were trying to get at, that's my question. What the Pajulas were probably getting at is they're like, hey, our team sucks. Have you tried doing this? And then they, they leave a voicemail saying that, and then they don't get a call back. And then they leave another voicemail, and they don't get a call back. It's probably that situation. A lack of communication is not what an organization needs. And 
when you're having such a long streak of just a lack of success, the owners are probably going to put in their two cents and be like, hey, why do we suck? Why aren't we winning? Have you tried doing this? No answer. Have you tried putting Skinner on the second line? Have you tried using duct tape? Because at at that point. Trying to hold the team together. Uh, Yeah. What I'm saying is it's it's not it's probably not the situation where the owner was dipping their hand too far into the honeypot. It was probably the situation where the owners were obviously distraught, probably because they're fans of the team outside of being owners. And then when they try to give any input or advice, which owners are allowed to do because hello, they own the thing. I they get it. can do that. But I want to know what they were suggesting because obviously there's people that made extravagant ideas. Well, you know what? I guess we're never going to know that. I'm just saying, I can't wait for this documentary. This MSG Plus documentary. This is not, if this is a documentary, I hope five people watch it. And those five people live in their basements. The Pajulas. Pej- the because that's how much time an era you need of, on your hands no, to watch that. An era of disappointment. The Pajulas. Coming up on Saturday here on MSG Plus. Great. Because that's what it'll be on. It won't be on MSG because there's probably something with... Well, I, I always have to remind myself, MSG does not do almost anything in the summertime in terms of like live sports because they don't have the baseball rights. See, I have because, no clue. Because that's Yes Network for the Yankees and SNY, Southern New York, for the Mets. So what do they do? I actually have no idea. New York people. Facts, folks, fans. Facts you? No, facts. Did you say facts you? I was trying to go... I was trying to go folks... Hash and, me. I was trying to go folks and fans and it came facts. <laughs> Folks from New York, tell us what you watch in the summertime on MSG because I'm curious. Other than just replays, I feel like there's probably live sports. That there's got to be. I mean, there's what the tennis open? Don't they do that in New York during the, the summertime? Tennis open, the U.S. Yeah. Open, you mean? Yeah, what? but that's not an MSG. That's a, it is in New York. Yes, Arthur Ashe Stadium, but I'm that's sure but MSG that's he had but, some sort of rights to it. No, I think they're just on ESPN now. Mm, who cares? I always forget. I had NBC, probably NBC, but. I'm interested to see what Buffalo does because obviously they got a long way to go in order to build this team up. I mean, Jack Eichel wants Ralph Kruger to be the guy, but we just have to wait and see. We will definitely have to see about that. Do you want to get into the uh, interview? I think we should go to the Matthew Zator interview, Yes, which I did by myself. Take a quick commercial break, and by commercial break, I mean we're going to be supplementing our voices with the voice of Tyler and Matthew Zator. Here on the Podcast. And now joining us, another one of my hockey writers gets, if you will. He follows the Vancouver Canucks for the hockey writers. He is Matthew Zator. Matthew, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. How about you? We are hanging in here in West Michigan. How are how are things up there in BC? How are how are you guys handling this whole pandemic? Well, I mean, I'm really happy with uh, I, BC's done really well, a good job with um, dealing with it. Also, I'm pretty pretty happy with how it's going. You know, it's it's funny too because when it started to trickle in North America, the coronavirus. Seattle and the you know southern BC were like the two bigger hotspots when it first came over. So you guys were hit with it almost instantly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Good. Yeah, I mean, Bonnie Henry's done a really good job with uh, with leading us through this. So really happy with her being uh, leading it, and uh, yeah, I would say so for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing that technically, I mean, they're starting to see the second wave and whatnot. But it sounds like mm. we're close to an NHL season with Stage Three coming here on July 10th. Stage four yet to be determined, but one team that is partaking in those small group workouts is the Vancouver Canucks, the team you cover for. And you know what, Matt? It's it's interesting because every year I say, I'm like, because my, obviously the dream, I think, for more particular Rogers and Bell is that every Canadian team makes the playoffs. And one team that's always been you know, them and probably Edmonton is probably the Vancouver Canucks, a team that, you know, just doesn't seem like ever since, you know, Luongo left in that 2011 cup run, there has not been a team to really make a good run towards the postseason. This year, finally, it looks like this team has been able to put it together, and that's why they are in the playoffs coming up here. Yeah, I mean, this year is kind of a turning point, and I'd say last year was a little bit of a turning point. Uh, with some of the players, but this year's for sure has done, we kind of turned a corner, especially with uh, some of the acquisitions that uh, the Canucks made uh, with JT Miller and, uh, you know, guys like Tyler Toffoli coming at the deadline really fit in really fast here too. And, uh, and Markstrom's been amazing. We'll probably talk about him later more, but I mean, I'd say this year has been kind of a, a bit of a turning point for the team not there yet, uh, you know, contend for Stanley Cup, but um, definitely stuff is changing. And, you know, I, I love that pickup by Tyler Toffoli. He's a guy that really kind of jumped on and, you know, he was on a struggling Kings team and, you know, in 10 games, he's got 10 points with the Canucks. And obviously that was before the pause, but, you know, that's a guy that just seems like it just got right in the lineup. And, you know, we've been even on the show, been a little critical of Jim Benning, just being on, you know, the fact that he's not been able to make the big moves. But this seems like a huge deadline acquisition by the Canucks to help this team have veteran talent and championship caliber talent coming in here towards the playoffs. Yeah, and the thing is, when, we, when Benning got to Foley, there was a lot of, uh, you know, debating about the cost and, you know, giving up a second rounder and, at Tyler Madden as well. Um, but the thing is, you got to give up stuff to get things. And Toffoli's a top, you know, top six forward, and you've got to give up stuff to get a guy like that. And it sounds like he's he's high on the priority list for Benny to resign. And, you know, it'd be unfortunate if he doesn't resign. You're kind of losing uh, two major pieces, uh, young pieces potentially, uh, for a 10 game or, you know, the playoffs too. But, I mean, it would be unfortunate if he left, but uh, yeah, it would be a high price if uh, if that didn't uh, come to pass. You know, I myself, I'm a Leafs fan, so we all know about, you know, kind of the last couple of years, not this year in particular, but the years previous of buying a second line center, or excuse me, a second line center, a fourth line center for a second round pick and getting like Brian Boyle and Tomas Buchanan. Yeah. So we know what it's like to overpay for for depth talent, but it just seems like Toffoli's worked out. And of course, you talked about a guy like JT Miller. Was that a guy that you honestly thought was going to lead the Canucks in points heading into this season? <laughs> I honestly didn't think he would be, you know, make that huge of an impact. I knew he was going to be good, um, but not at the point of you know going over seven, you know, seventy five points. Probably would have ended the season with maybe, you know, he could have maybe hit ninety. 
um, you know, if we played the rest of the season. So the way he's he just fit in like like he's been here for years on the top, you know, on the top line and with Pedersen and it's been amazing on how he's fit in almost like he's, like I said, like he's been here forever. And that's really important. Obviously have an instant camaraderie with your talent. And you talked about Elias Pedersen. And I tell you, when I first saw him, I thought too small, too skinny, all that stuff. But then I'm like, wait a second. We said that about the Sedins over 20 years ago. So, and yeah. of course, being Swedish, it's almost perfect. And he just kind of fit in 66 points, you know, not quite a point a game, but for a guy that's in only a second year in the league, he is looking like the kind of player that is just going to be a formidable force, not just this season, not just these playoffs, but for years to come. Oh, the thing is with Pedersen, I mean, I'm constantly amazed with how he thinks the game. I mean, and that alone kind of goes over with his size. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's skinny. He's kind of a, you know, a bit of a, he's tall. He's not like he's short, but he's sure skilled with the puck and the way he thinks the game is, is off the charts. So, I mean, yeah, he's going to be, you know, borderline, I'd say superstar in this league for many years and hopefully uh, with the Canucks for that long as well. No, man, he, he's a guy that it just, he looks special with the puck and he just moves it so well. And, and I, I just, I love watching him play. And he, even though it's funny, you know, we're on the Eastern seaboard here and we have to kind of, you know, wait to either get the highlights the next day or stay up late. He's the kind of guy just by the way he plays that you want to watch him no matter what. And if he's on the East coast ever, like whenever he comes to play right. Toronto, he's just, he's one of those few players that when he touches the puck, you have to be careful because he just, he's so yeah, dangerous yeah. when he has possession. Yeah, agreed. And, and the thing is, is now, you know, having a guy like Quinn Hughes on the back end, too, and the way he moves the puck, it, it's like a match made in heaven with those two being on the ice together. I mean, they seem to have kind of uh, developed a friendship as well. So it's it, it's nice to see two guys like that uh, on the ice all the time. It brings a lot of a lot of excitement to the team, not just in Vancouver, but, yeah, like you said, around the league as well. I, I don't want to be superbly, you know, boastful of my knowledge of hockey here, Matt, but I mean, Quinn Hughes, he played at the University of Michigan. I myself, I'm a University of Michigan fan. I've followed their teams, not just in hockey, but other sports as well since I was a child. But watching Quinn Hughes, I'm like, man, even at the collegiate level, you could tell he's going to be a difference maker. So when he got called up last season, I was excited. I'll be honest with you. Had Kale McCarr not been in the league this season, Quinn Hughes would be most likely the odds-on favorite to win the Calder. Oh, uh, yeah. And the thing is, is McCarr doesn't have as many points as Hughes, but and you look at the amount of games he played, he kind of had a bit more. Um, I'm I'm still of the belief that Hughes should win it. I, I still, you know, McCarr's probably going to end up getting it. But, I mean, the way that Hughes kind of led the blue line and the way he... He played a lot more tough minutes than McCarr did, and I think that should be taken into account more than just you know he's you know he did more points in less games. But uh, that's that's kind of maybe a little bit of a homer view. But you know, I, I watched him all season, and the way he played, he played like almost twenty five minutes a night towards the end of the season there, and played in tough situations and matchup roles too at the end and. He didn't look like he struggled. So 
I mean, and he's really young. It, I don't know. I don't know what will end up happening, but Makar, uh, not discounting he, his season, but uh, I think Hughes should win it in the end. It, it's, it is going to be a toss-up. I'd love to know what the association, their voting process is, because it is a tough one for sure. And it's it's funny, too, because usually, you know, there's always the the theory of the Eastern bias and whatnot. Both these players are in the West, so there's not there can't be any yeah, Eastern bias right. for these guys. However, Kale McCarr did win the Hobie Baker last year because he played at UMass, which is as Eastern as you can get. So maybe that's right. why there's a little bit more knowledge with Mr. McCarr, even though Hughes played at Michigan, but I digress. It's funny because I loved watching Hughes last year when he first came into the league because I, for some reason I remember watching the Canucks in overtime, and for some reason... They decide, here's how we're going to throw our lineup out there. We're going to throw <laughs> Besser and Pedersen out there. Best sniper and Besser and Pedersen, the playmaker. And this rookie Quinn Hughes out there on defense. Let's just do that. We're not going to make the playoffs. Let's have some fun. And <laughs> it's legitimately why three-on-three was created. If NHL threes could put a dream team together, those guys would be considered for those top three spots. Right. Yeah, I remember that game too, and the way that they moved the puck, it was like that they, it was like mag, is a magnet, and it, and watching them in three on three, we're, we're kind of uh, at the end of the season saying, well, we're going to watch these guys all season in three on three, and uh, it's it's amazing how they moved the puck there, and yeah, it's like a, a dream team out there <laughs> to watch. I. I'll be honest with you, when Brock Besser first burst on the scene a couple years back, I was kind of hesitant to be like, all right, is he going to be that good? Because he was a sniper, but he got hurt a couple of times. I'm like, oh, is this guy going to be injury prone and whatnot? You know, 45 points still, even in 57 games with some missed time, albeit. Do you think, I mean, is Brock Besser a guy that, you know, the Canucks are going to peg as one of their future stars on this team? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about what what the Canucks are going to do in the future with you know the cap space and the you know with Pedersen and Hughes coming up to contract years and how much they're going to have to pay them. Um, that Besser may be the odd man out to try to gain some cap space, but I think that's a mistake. Uh, the way he he plays, you know, he's kind of people say that he regresses from his from his rookie season. I kind of tend to agree with how dangerous his shot is. His shot isn't as lethal as it was in his rookie season. I don't know what changed, but I mean, in the end, he's still an elite player in this league. Um, and the thing is, is the way he controls the puck when he's out there, if you look at the advanced stats, he drives play um, when he's on the ice. So, I mean, and you need guys like that uh, on your team, especially when they're young and uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to find a guy like him to replace him. So uh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, you're looking, the Canucks are going to have to do something to relieve cap space, but there's other things to do than trading Brock Besser. Yeah. And, and there's, of course, the the overlooking talk of how the salary cap is going to change after this season, whether that digresses, whether it stays the same, who knows what. Even though, like I said, of me as being a Leafs fan, when you have four players making over $10 million, it's a great time as yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. But, you know, the, the Canucks are still a team, you know, that's got a lot of younger talent as well. But they have a nice mixture of veteran talent as well. You have guys like Tanner Pearson, you know, Alex Edler, Tyler Myers, yeah. and even a depth guy like Josh Levo. 
But then there's, of course, the captain himself, Bo Horvat. And I, you know, yeah. getting put the C on after the Sedins left, that is going to have a lot of burden on any player. And this guy, don't forget, is only 24 years old. You know, not yeah. many guys, like, I think even Steve Iserman wasn't even 22 when he got the C. You know, this guy's 24, and he's going to have to come right after the long legacy of the Sedin twins. How do you think he is taken to that role, and how is that translated onto the ice for Mr. Horvat? I mean, I was, I've been impressed since he came into the league. I mean, when uh, he was drafted, uh, he was pegged as a, as a future captain, and he was already kind of destined to be that after the Sedin's uh, retired. So, and he, I think he's done a really good job in his first season as captain. And, you know, again, he put up another 20 goal season. That's, I, I believe that's three in a row of 20 plus goals. And he's still the matchup center. He still takes a ton of faceoffs and, uh, and he's, and he still scores goals on a line that most of the time he never had, uh, you know, scoring wingers. Tanner Pearson's a pretty good winger himself, but, he, Horvath's never had a consistent wingers probably until Pearson got here. So, and he's done it without guys like, you know, guy like JT Miller, he doesn't have on his line and he still puts up points. So uh, I've been really impressed. Yeah. He's been a huge part of this team. And obviously you want to have a leader that's on and off the ice as well. And one of the guys who is top 10 in the team in scoring, but has just had the most tumultuous, to say the least, Vancouver Canucks career. Everyone's favorite guy they like to watch score, shotgun Jake Vertanen. Eight yeah. goal, 18 goals this season, 18 assists, 36 points. Not a bad number, 69 games played. I remember when he played for Canada's World Junior Team, and I thought to myself, man, Vancouver's got it good. It's been legitimately hot and cold. It's been extremes with Vertanen. How do you think he's done in this season, and how is his game different this year from years past? I mean, the one thing I see about Vertanen this year is he's been a lot more consistent with his play. Like his his big thing was his inconsistency, and you know he'd have games where he'd look like a power forward, he'd use his speed, he'd use his shot, he'd be physical. And then you have another game where he's like, well, pretend to even play this game. You look on the score, he only played 12 minutes. I didn't see him at all. Um, and this year he's gone a lot more uh, consistent with this play. And he's able to kind of put together games where he has points and where he is noticeable. And I'd say most of the season he has been pretty noticeable on the ice. Even after his big thing in training camp where he came to, to camp uh, not condition. His conditioning wasn't up to par, and he was put in the third group in training camp. And he's bounced back really well, and and put together a career year. So I'm hoping when he comes back from this pause that he's that he's kept up his workout regimen and and uh, he's able to kind of keep it going. And you really hope he does too, especially getting into the playoffs here. And it's it's against a Minnesota Wild team here. That's that's interesting because they have a solid goaltender, at least hot goaltender themselves, and Alex Stalock. But they the Canucks themselves have a goaltender in Jacob Markstrom. And I will tell you this: I don't think I've ever been a fan of a losing goaltender the way I was Jacob Markstrom when he was in Florida, and then a couple of years here with Vancouver. I've always liked his game. He's a bigger goaltender, moves well. This year, it finally looks like when he's healthy, he's looking like the number one starter and a star 
to say the least here in the NHL. How do you think Markstrom has looked this year? Um, bottom, you know, pants down, he's probably been the reason the Canucks have made are actually in the playoffs at all. Uh, or on the cusp of making the actual playoffs. And I don't know how many games, like I did a, I just did a rankings of the goalies that are in the playoffs and looking at his stats, he had eight games where he was, had to make over 40 saves and he had a nine, like nine crazy number of for save percentage, like nine fifty save percentage in those games. And he had to do that eight times. And the, I don't know, there's probably count quite a few times where he stole games for the Canucks and, and where they weren't even had any business being in. So yeah, he's turned a corner. He's probably arguably probably a top five goaltender in the league now. And it took a while, but, and now the Canucks have to sign him and hopefully they can under a good, a good cap hit too. Yeah. Especially after a good year, goaltenders want a little bit. And you know, I, I'm going to quick ask you this. Cause I'm curious. Cause I've, I've un- I don't say I've unfortunately on Thatcher Demko, but I've watched Thatcher Demko through the years, through his years in the you know the national development program, and coming up through the ways through Boston College and great college goaltender. But for some reason, as a pro goaltender, I've never been sold on him. Do you think Demko, or how close do you think Demko is from being a starter in the NHL, or if that, do you even think that he's ever going to be a starter here in the NHL? I I think Demko is going to be a starter, not to an elite level like he was projected to be um, when he came out of the draft of the second rounder. Um, he's been, and again, he's really young still, and he hasn't really had a, huge, a long time to kind of get his feet wet in the NHL either, so I don't really want to pass judgment on that, but I believe, I still believe he's going to be a starter. He's not going to be a league goaltender. Uh, you saw it when he had to take over the net for Markstrom, and he, he struggled, so uh, we'll see how as it goes, but I still believe that he will ultimately be in the, uh, a number one in the league. Is this an all too early time to ask questions about Mikey DiPietro? Because I myself, <laughs> as a fan of the OHL, I've I'm like as soon as I heard he's Vancouver, I'm like, come on, this guy's got to make it. He's such a good goaltender. And, Albeit, we'll ignore his NHL debut ever happened just because of the circumstances, but. I mean, from what you've seen of Mikey D. Pietro and what you kind of read about him, do you think that he'll have the opportunity with Demko already being in the system of playing as the number one guy in Vancouver? I, I mean, I like D. Pietro a lot, and the way he he kind of he played in the, the with the Comets and the AHL uh, as a starter kind of took the job away from uh, McIntyre down there, and. He's yeah, I, I I still I believe he's going to be a starter in the league too, and uh, I don't know how it's going to ultimately play out when um, if or when Markstrom does if he does leave the Canucks and he will eventually because he is an older goaltender, but I don't know if Demko's going to want to stick around to uh, even behind him. But I still believe I, I believe Di Pietro is is going to be a starter in this league too, and he's a smaller goaltender. Um, by league standards, but he's sure athletic and he's got the character as well, um, too. So, man, I, I'll be honest. I was one of a few people here in the United States that was hoping Canada would have won last year in the World Juniors. Because imagine this imagine how Luongo won in 2010 with Team Canada and then led the team to the cup final in 2011. Mikey D. Pietro wins with the World Junior team in Vancouver the next year as a starter for Vancouver. It'd have been a great story. 
unfortunately we can't oh. have, we can't have that Cinderella Cinderella ending unfortunately. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. <laughs> but talking about this year's Canucks team and with Mark Sherman goal healthy as albeit after a nice little bit of layoff here, they'll take on the Minnesota Wild. And a team that is just a perennial first-round team, they get their two home games in the postseason, and they call it a day. Because that's just how they've been mm-hmm. since, I'm looking at my watch here, forever? <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems like that's <laughs> how they've always been. But they're not a team that is to be taken lightly. How do you think the Canucks match up against the team from Minnesota? I mean, on paper, the Canucks have a lot more depth offensively. They have a lot more in their top six. I mean, there's not really a match um, for the top two lines that the Canucks have. Goaltending is the you know Canucks side too. Markstrom's, I mean, not discounting Stalock. Stalock did a you know he's been really good for the Wild, but uh, Markstrom's been really good all year. So I'd say give the the edge there too. But you can't you can't take them lightly, like you said. Um, they still got a good mix of young guys uh, in Fiala who torched the Canucks this season when he played them. So I uh, don't want to take him lightly. You got Zach Freezy. He's, he's a perennial performer in the playoffs, albeit he didn't, he didn't play. He hasn't played in a few years uh, in the playoffs and he was younger back then, but they've got a lot of, they do have a lot, some guys that could surprise and like, uh, and you can't take any team lightly, especially after this layoff. There's not really, everyone's kind of starting on the same page. It is going to be interesting just because how everyone's going to be off for so many months. And even if, you know, with training camp and scrimmages, you know, these teams are going to be still, you know, it's going to be looking like hockey in October. You're going to see seven, six yeah. games, six, five games. And, you know, and Minnesota, they're fun. I mean, they have Fiala leading the team in points, but then good old 35 year olds and Ryan Suter, Eric Stahl right behind him in points. And, and like you said, talking about Fiala torching the Canucks, this is a legit even series, at least in the regular season. The series was one win for the Canucks, one for the Wild, an overtime loss to the Wild, the, Can- yeah. the Wild beat. So the Can- Wild are technically two and one. The overall score is nine to nine. This is yeah. as even as it could be, despite it being a seven seed versus a 10 seed matchup. And it always seems like Minnesota will give their opponent a good run for their money. But in a five-game series, though, Matt, I mean, I'm interested to see how that works because, you know, if you win two games, it's almost like the series is over. I mean, we see that in the AHL all the time. It's almost like the Canucks have to win that first game if there's, if they want to have, if they want to avoid any seeds of doubt. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. And the thing is, the Canucks, and historically, they seem to have problems with with the Wild. It doesn't matter what type of team they are. Uh, they always seem to have some issue with them. They never dominate them. Uh, so, I mean, you can't say that, oh, yeah, the Canucks have a better team. They'll win. Um, that's not not usually going to be the case. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a very tight series regardless. And you look at their a lot of their stats are pretty even. Um, power play. Uh, special teams is probably the Canucks a little bit of uh, of an advantage there, and uh, we'll see how it all pl- all goes. But it's going to be an interesting series to watch. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. I mean, we're going to probably make once we get the 
eventual start date will probably make our predictions. For me, it's it's a tough one because Minnesota is such a scrappy team with guys like Zucker, Erickson Eck, you know, Jonas Brodin, Marcus Felino, who just seems to want to hit anything and everything. Yeah. And even though Miko Koivu is 36 years old and is biased to Kane, he's still a guy that can perform in the postseason. You know, if, I mean, is it, now I'm going to put you on the spot here, Matt. Is it too early for you to give a prediction or are you just going to kind of let's, you know, let's wait to see how training camp goes first? I'm going to wait until training camp, see what guys come to camp uh, and how they look before making a prediction. I think I, because all I'd be going, I'm going on is what they did in the regular season is kind of thrown out the window right now uh, on what regular season was. So I'm going to wait. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm I'm thinking that too because it's it's so hard to tell because if you go by regular season numbers, but the way this layoff has been, it's been three months. That is an off season. You know, teams can definitely right. change yeah. over that time being. But as much as we want to stay in the present and look forward towards this playoff series, we do need to look towards the future. And the Canucks took a little bit of a hit this year. And I remember you you mentioned to me that you really want to talk about it, so we're definitely going to get into it because that was one of your recent articles here on the Hockey Writers. You wrote it at the end of last month. Judd Brackett, one of the the former director of amateur scouting for the Canucks, is part ways with the team here. And you know, talk about the impact that Judd Brackett had with this Canucks team into developing the talent, or at least bringing in the talent that they have here today. He's He's been one of probably the biggest uh, influencers in the last few years, especially when you look at all the guys that he's, you know, you can't say, oh yeah, he picked everyone, but he's he had a huge uh, hand in it. You know, got, picking guys like Godette, uh, you know, look at Jack, Jack Rathbone, who's probably going to be a top four defender in the league. Uh, he was instrumental in picking him. Uh, looking at, you know, going back to Brock Besser uh, as well. And, I mean, how much influence he had. Biggest thing is his influence on the on the NCAA. And I don't know what the Canucks have there um, to replace that, but he's been a huge uh, difference maker in the, the way the team is built right now. And we're, we're going to see a, a definite impact uh, in the future of those picks. We'll see in this draft how, how different it is, but it's definitely a blow to the organization to lose a guy like that. Um, but I mean, I was saying, I was saying the other day about the thing is, is there's guys in the organization that definitely learned from him. So it's not like his influence is going to be gone. Um, and I hope that some of that was brought down to some of the guys that are already in the Canucks, uh, scouting staff already. Cause there, there's always be someone being called up, whether it be someone brought in or whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And it, it's just, it's perfect timing that this that you and I are talking about this, Matt, because later on this week, or well, for next week's episode, we're going to have Kyle McKenna on, who writes for the New Jersey Devils for the Hockey Writers. And I had Jordan Deshane on last week, who covers the Buffalo Sabres. And of course, with today, everyone and their mother getting fired by the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, that's right. Those were two of the teams that you mentioned that could be a possible landing spot for Judd Brackett. But the number one team you talked about is the new team in Seattle. Why would a guy like Jed Brackett fit in with that new team in Washington? I mean, the thing is, is Seattle, it'd be a new thing for him to go into and build, basically build it from the ground up. And I don't know, being me, if I was him, I'd probably, 
like, oh, I, I jump at that opportunity. But now you're looking at Buffalo's kind of fired everyone. Um, that's another, you know, he'd be coming in, building his own scouting staff too. So it's going to be interesting of where he actually lands and he'll make a huge difference wherever he goes. Yeah. Cause Brackett's been with the team, let's see, since 2015 and, you know, and he, there was some talent here with Vancouver when he first came on board and similar to how Buffalo, I mean, they, now granted, I don't think the Canucks had a superstar as in the Sabres doing Jack Eichel, but you would think right. that's an easy thing to build around. Hey, we have this one guy, let's just bring in other kids that can play with them. It, now, I say it's easier said than done because, let's be honest, if I were a scout in the NHL, I'd last a week, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah, for me too. I mean, the thing is, is you know, going into an organization that's, it seems like the ownership is, like in Buffalo, it seems like the ownership is really metal. They metal a lot. And uh, I don't know, he seems to want a lot of control over his staff and over his, over a lot of the decision-making. So he's going to have to go into a place where he's given that autonomy or a little bit of the autonomy that he wants and that what Jim Benning didn't want to give him. Yeah, I mean, it, do you, the tough part is obviously keep building the team. And is this a Canucks team, Matt, that is ready to just continue? Like, I don't want to say this is the window, the quote-unquote window that everyone talks about. They need to win now. But does it seem like with the Canucks, the talent they have now and the young talent they have now at that, is this the time they start pushing for, you know, buying at free agent, buying at the deadline to become a contender come playoff time? Or are they still trying to still be in a slightly development stage? What is your take there? I'm still in the belief that they still got to be in that, uh, that development stage building towards the future. I mean, they could surprise even this season, especially with everyone on an even even level. But the Canucks still have a lot of work to do, especially with some of their uh, veteran guys that are on high contracts that are kind of weighing everything down. Um, the defense still needs work, uh, especially in the young young depth. The right hand side of the defense is a mess, especially when you lose, if you know potentially losing Tanev. Um, in free agency and the young, you know, young talent on the right side, there's not a lot of guys. And the same thing with the center ice position is still needs to be built up um, for depth. I mean, you're pretty good with Horvat, Pedersen and Godet right now, but beyond that, there's not much. So, but as for when now, I don't think they should go crazy with big signings and going for guys to, uh, you know, long-term contracts because you still got to sign the young guys in the future too. Is it because they signed Tyler Myers? Is that why they can't go for any more? <laughs> they shouldn't be doing that anymore. I don't think uh, Myers was pretty good this season, but for the price tag and the long-term contract, uh, it's probably going to bite them down the road. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm still scared that you get to a point where you have to re-sign. You're faced with re-signing Pedersen and Hughes, and uh, and then you're opening yourself up to offer sheets and stuff like that. The teams can kind of dictate things for you, and that's my nightmare <laughs> in the future. So. so what you're saying is offer Bufflin 5x5 five five is what you're trying to say, right? That's where you're getting at? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> hey, you said right-handed defenseman. I mean, geez, Bufflin's available, apparently. I mean, it'll be interesting. Especially he since, is. Yeah. I don't know about the big money for him, but... Uh, I'd, I'd be okay with him for a couple of years, a year or two, uh, if he's still playing at that high level, because he is a still really good defenseman. 
Yeah. I mean, if, if he, if he's healthy, of course, that's always the big question, but it'll be interesting. Of course, they're still paying Louis Erickson for two more years. So you got that going for you, but uh, <laughs> don't talk, don't start with Louis Erickson. <laughs> I made sure I left that one off. Cause I'm like, listen, we only got a couple hours on the podcast here. We don't want to make it a five hour episode because we can go through the odyssey. That is Louis Erickson. We've been talking here to yeah. Matthew Zatora here. He writes for the Vancouver Canucks for the hockey writers, but you can also catch him on the overtime heroics hockey at hockey underscore O T H on Twitter. Make sure you follow Matt himself at Matthew Zator Z a T O R capital S C at the end of that. Get all of your good stuff. Also, a cover of the Vancouver Giants of the Western Hockey League, a wonderful league of the three Kane Hockey Leagues. If you ask me, the toughest of the three to play in. I, Matthew, I think you could probably confirm that one for me. I confirm. Yeah, the WHL is really tough. I, getting you should uh, drafting defensemen out of there. You're getting a good one. Except Griffin Reinhardt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's probably been the one guy that everyone's like, yeah, except Griffin Reinhardt. But Matthew, thank you for chatting with us here on the Keel Podcast today. We have a joy talking to you. You know, hopefully next time we talk to you, hopefully it's a little bit later on. You know, I guess August would be the time that the deep yeah. playoff run would be. So maybe we'll chat with you then. I hope so. <laughs> All right, Matt. Thanks again, man. Yeah, no problem. We'll chat with you later. Welcome back to the show. That was a wonderful interview with good old Matthew Zator. Tyler, good job on doing that interview. You know, I think I think that's what you need to do. I think that's going to be your gig, your way to get in. Your 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 shoehorn into the world of professional hockey media. You're going to be the guy. The guy doing interviews. See, and, I, and no, I like and, doing play by play. I talked about this with Harrison this past week. He wants me to be the color guy for Ferris, which is great. But I'm like, I want to do play by play. See, but you have to understand. I, that's why though, I do. That's why I do this. I do interviews here. Certain, I do play by play over here. I do this on here. Perfect. I interview here and play by play over any rink that wants me. Well, <laughs> which not is actually rink, none. team. <laughs> It'd be team. Yeah, that. I have that you know, that's, no, no, that's what you you'll I'm be. Just gonna, you'll, you'll be Patterson Ice Arena's resident play-by-play. It's gonna guy. be live. So barn. then, it's so like from eight a.m. with mites in the morning till Davenport at nine o'clock. At, no, ten o'clock at night. We're talking women's hockey. Ten thirty at night, and then during the in during like the, uh, I guess the downtime, you'll you'll do a show. Oh like, gosh, like, like your own like Saturdays, radio show. Twenty hours of on-air content my voice gone oh ladies and gentlemen no there'd be there'll be nothing by 9 30 there's not enough tea not enough honey not enough green tea in this world no what would happen by 9 30 would just be like so do you think like penguins are cold Oh yeah, because I wouldn't even. That's talk. probably what would be going I, through your mind by nine thirty on I, a twenty-hour show. I wouldn't even. Good be God! Like, well, here's the thing: I've worked twenty hours before. Like when I would work at my other job, and I worked at Berlin Raceway, I'd be working 21, 22 hours. Here's the thing: not consecutively, though. I'm not exactly talking the entire time, exactly, because I'm a pit road reporter. I only talk when I need to talk. Yeah, and half Where? the time you're sitting there 
chowing down on some. some I don't chicken eat fingers. all the time. You do. You are a human garbage disposal. Not sir. so. I I eat before qualifying, but then I'll have an ice cream when the mini wedges come out. Because okay. Kelly makes me have an ice cream, makes okay, me get her okay, an ice cream. But, okay, but here's the thing. You don't know how many times I have shown up to do a Davenport men's hockey game or a women's hockey game. Well, usually it's men's. And then you're sitting there either with something that you brought from home, a pizza or a Sammy or some, or, or you're like in between oh, periods, you'll go well, yeah, and buy something. When you're doing three games in a day, I'm hungry. You eat a lot, boy. You're a growing boy. I do eat a lot. Let me, I'm going to go check the battery power because we've been going for about an hour now. I want to see what our battery level is at because I know that we need to maybe have it plugged in the entire time. Let me check something. Okay. Here. While you do that, I'll start talking about uh, good old stage three. Oh, yes. Stage three, for those of you who have not been paying attention to the show or haven't been paying attention to hockey recently just because, well, there's not really much to listen to. Good God, I'm looking at the camera right now. Tyler is a face. <laughs> So uh, for those of you ha- who have been paying attention, stage three is going to be the beginning of July 10 is when it's going to start. So as of right now, we are in currently four stages of the NHL getting back there to play. There is five. five. So, well, what is, well, we'll get to stage three in a second, but stage one was obviously just the quarantine. Everyone stay home. Don't do anything. Yeah. Stage two was small group workouts, which we are in now. And now stage three will be training camp. Training camp, full team training camp, which means, well, actually, it'll probably just be in Detroit, which stinks, because I'm like, Traverse City, but I'm like, no, darn. No, it'll be in Detroit. I know. I, I hope, I do want to go next year. I, if, if, if there is a prospect tournament next year, I'm going to do everything I can to get credentials for that. Just what, go to the Detroit training camp? No, the prospects tournament. Well, the one they have in Traverse City. Oh. Because Ken Cal calls the games for the wings, and I want to, like, hey, the Rangers, because the Rangers seem to always be there. Hey, how about I do this, guys? Why can't I come out and do the games for you? I'll do the games. I'll do them clean, whatever. And because let's be honest, how fun would have been last year? Watch Capacaco just make everyone look embarrassed. Capacaco. Capacaco. Funny name. Great. It's name. It's absolutely hilarious. It's a great name. It's. It's, it's not a, it's Bob a, Beard's it, great, but it's pretty good. But it's a cup of caco. <laughs> Bob, Bob Beard, by the way, Northern Arizona University grad. Found that out the other day. They had a D1 hockey team for like three years. Who cares? The stuff that I find. Listen, stuff that I the find. The dude out. played for Tampa. Also, he was on the. He was NHL '94. Bob Beers. Yeah. Bob That's Beers. It. Bob Beers and that guy who had a one overall. For Tampa. I forget who his name was, but that's how bad he was. The backup goalie? No, there was a defenseman who had an overall of one. An overall of one. The worst athlete in a sports video game ever. That's how bad. I don't even remember his name. But next time we play as Tampa in Angel 94, I'm going to have my deep hair be Bobby Beers with whoever that guy is, the one overall, and Danton Cole's first line center. Because I think he's in the game at that point. Sure. Dan Cole, the one I pissed off at the GLI by asking how bad his power play was. Oh, gosh, Tyler. That's I, why we it, was leg- nice it was a legit question. Your team went 0 for 3 in the third period. You could have put Michigan Tech away, and I'm the bad guy. So, stage three. Holy mackerel. Need some coffee? I got some cold coffee here. No, I am good. I have, I have some incredibly cold. It's probably been sitting here for an hour now. Stage three is, like we said, due to begin on July 10th, where teams will begin training camp, like we said in last week's episode. Um, it's possible that Canadian teams will possibly look into uh, having their training camp being held in the States. Um, so for a team like Vancouver, they would probably have theirs in uh, Washington State. 
um, Calgary, Edmonton, maybe place like Idaho, Montana, somewhere around there, maybe North Dakota. Well, I so the word Actually, is North that D- North Dakota probably worked better for Winnipeg, but I mean, who cares? The word is that the Canadian government is not going to be lenient towards the NHLers. See, that's why I told you last week, and you're like, no. Well, I no, well, this hacky, hacky good, better for sport and country, and yeah. Said that, or so. Let me read off Chris Johnson's tweet from seven hours ago. Canadian Prime Minister at Justin Trudeau said today that the federal government is quote unquote open to the possibility of Toronto, Edmonton, Vancouver serving as a hub city. However, earlier he also said today's news that the Canada-U.S. border will remain closed to non-essential travel as the NHL is not considered essential, East. which. I'm pretty sure everyone right now is like, oh my gosh, what do you mean that oh you know, my essential gosh. in Canada? Isn't hockey like, do you need that with your maple syrup? Shut up. You. Yeah, that's, that's what I tell people that are, they get, try to, I try to do Canadian stereotypes and they completely butcher the accent and say everything's about maple syrup and beavers. Listen, beaver tails are a wonderful thing, but you should not have a pet beaver. Well, no. I mean, Americans have their stereotypes too. You ever had a beaver tail? We are burger country. It's like, an elephant. America! It's like an elephant Burger ear, country. but in the shape of like the Indianapolis 500. That's what it looks like, <laughs> and it's really good. What are you talking about? A beaver tail. It's it's like an elephant ear. The the pastry. Yeah, I know what dessert, you're talking about. Yeah, that's what a beaver tail is, but better. Okay. Why? Because always the carts, the the food truck you always get your beaver tails at is always next to a smokes one, which is perfect. Yeah, dinner and dessert, okay. and then when you combine them two so, together with a beer, heart attack. So what you're telling me is it's another case of since it's in Canada, it's better. Thank no, you, I, no, Tyler. It's actually give me an elephant ear. Do they have the fair up there? No. Yes, they have fairs up there. They don't. They don't have. They don't have the fair. You're talking about the, the state, fair, the state fair. Oh, the state fair. Because they don't have states up there. The provincial fair of Ontario. No, not the state fair. The Ione County Fair. By the way, state fair is uh, on the east side of the state. It's the Michigan not, State Fair. Yeah. Don't say Ypsilanti. No. It's... Uh, Wouldn't it be a can? Because can is pretty big. No. It's, no? It's it's somewhere out east. I'll have to look it up again. But, uh, you yeah, know, the Iron Candy Fair. Michigan State Fairgrounds. Coliseum. There's a Coliseum? Yes, they have a Coliseum. Holy crap. No, it's not the one in Detroit. Suburban Novi. Yeah, Novi High School. Thank you, MCBA. I don't even know if that's an actual... Like, I'm trying to think of... What, what's the, Novi? What, no, what's their... Their mascot. Well, I don't know. Probably I, a wildcat. It's okay. a common one. Well, no, because their their travel team was a wildcat. Well, wild no, cat. let's let's think about it. Nicholas though. Litram's kid played for Michigan the High School mascots. We've got the Wildcats, the Bulldogs, uh, something to do with Indigenous peoples. Um, we don't have that many, do we? Of the of the Lowell, the Red Arrows. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. I gave it to you. Shut up. Quit looking at me like that. That's the closest one. Shall I continue? And then you have places like Spring Lake where they're like, we're next to water. We're the Lakers. Oh, really? Spring Lake Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Just call them the Spring Lakers. Or huh. Grand Haven. Aren't they the Pirates? Grand the Haven. Pirates no, they're, what? they're the Buccaneers. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The Buccaneers. The Grand, the Grand Lakes. Haven Buccaneers. Hey. There's a song called The Last Saskatchewan Pirate, a guy, uh, the Saskatchewan River. Or yeah, in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. That's Saskatchewan. That's, fr- that's Francophone, sorry. More like Saskatchewan. Why, 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 are you doing, why are you doing Saskatchewan dirty? Why are you doing them like that? Because I don't care. <laughs> you know what? There's going to be 10 people that are going to come down to Michigan 
Great. <laughs> Great. You know where they're going to go to? Detroit. Have fun. Yeah, that's that one place you want to go to. Who was I talking to the other day about place? I was talking to a Blackhawks fan at work. And I... What? I <laughs> that was a... That was a left turn. Well, because I was saying, like, Chicago would be a fun place to work. Say, you know, it's Chicago, and I like, I like the city of Chicago. Sure, but I'm like, and he's like, well, yeah, Detroit's kind of big too, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if I'd want to work in Detroit. Now, Detroit's growing, albeit, but I think right I'd now I'd rather work in Detroit than Chicago. But Alex, flat Buddy's Pizza or deep dish or. Hear you say you out. say Leo's Coney Island. I'm going to kick you off the show. If you say anything Coney, you will be escorted outside the door. <laughs> so Vegas was confirmed <laughs> as one of the hub cities for the resume to play plan. Um, this is it's it's. I kind of thought about it when the NBA went towards Orlando, being a, the hub for the Whoa, NBA. Well, then what are they going to do? Put everyone inside the Amway Center. Well, here's or Amway Arena. Is it Amway Arena or Amway Center? Amway uh, Center. Yeah, in Orlando. The Orla- Yeah, but no the Magic Play. Well, Dick th- DeVos owns him. Like, well, does he still own the Magic? I think so. Anyways, probably. Well, well, no, Dick DeVos is dead, isn't he? No. Or was that what? Which DeVos was that? Holy cow! I don't know. I'm not going to start making an assumption who's alive and who's dead. Just continue on with Vegas. For some God's are sake. dead, some are in the government, and all of them. I don't really care. Go Van Andel family! Yeah, <laughs> they own the arena. <laughs> they all work together in Amway, but no I big know. deal. Just <laughs> keep her moving. Uh, but yeah, so Vegas. This was probably a pretty easy pick, just on the fact that they are literally casinos and hotels. That's what Vegas is. Yep. Amongst other things, I'm not just. I'm just. Just saying. That's what you're well. Gambling known for. and hockey. That's what Vegas does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, until the uh, until the Raiders go there and ruin everything. They're not going to ruin everything. They're, they're going to make gonna, it better. No, the, the Raiders. The they're they're not going <laughs> to. The black hole is going to be a black sand pit. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I don't know. Where is it, where is their stadium compared to the actual strip? Is it close? Like how close? Uh, is it? It's it's a few miles. Because I know like T-Mobile is like not right in the dead center of everything. There's connectors to the hotels and stuff to well, T-Mobile. Well, yeah, it's not like they're not going to put a freaking stadium right on the strip. Hey, I've seen it before. I can't tell you one off the top of my head right now. I'm trying to now I'm trying to think. Well, like Ford Field. Well, Ford Field's like on the edge of Detroit, though. I'm trying to think of stadiums that are downtown. What? I'm trying to think of stadiums that are downtown. Ford Field on the edge of Detroit? Alex, you go on the other side of the building. There's nothing. There is. That ain't the edge of Detroit. Sorry. Detroit's the, big. The edge of the nice part of Detroit. Is that better? There you go. That's what I would say. It's, it's right on the fringe and across and about a block away from the penitentiary. I will there say this. Go. I will say this. It is incredible how everything's right there nowadays. Because when I went to the GLI, literally... I what with Ford Field, uh, Comerica, Comerica and, and Little Caesars, yeah. all it's like everything's right there. And then it's, you got the Fox and everything. Oh my just gosh, down the it's it's nice. And now that the city's nice. actually growing, it's gonna be nice. I like I went down there. See, and I was that's like, why I'm saying that I prefer to live in Detroit because it's getting nicer. Even and I mean it's been getting nicer. And you know for a what? Time. When I drove there, maybe it's because it was around Christmas time. Not bad traffic at all. I didn't have problems with traffic. Well, probably because the road, I didn't drive on Highway 10. The, the I was not Highway 10 during rush hour. That's probably what it was. Probably what it was. Woodward 
into the city, but like it wasn't that bad. Then again, I drove at 11 o'clock in the morning for a third place game. Anyways, Vegas. Moving back to Vegas. So, yep, they are considered, they are confirmed as one of the hub cities. So that kind of just takes care of the West. Um, if they I, decide, I know- if they decide to only do one city per conference, which they discussed and they also talked about doing one for each division, but which they, they eliminated that, I think, when Batman made the announcement. Right. Which I, it's, it's still up in the air. Which is funny because about some it. people, th- well, they're, they're considering a different spot for the finals. I think that's what they were talking about. But my thing is that everyone's like, oh, Vegas is going to have a home ice advantage. And I'm like, with who? Who's going to be in the crowd? It'd be like if Colum- it'd be like, oh my gosh, Columbus has the home ice advantage because it's in Columbus. Well, they have the cannon. I mean, no, because well, it's well. Ca- here's the thing. What I would say is, the home ice advantage is in that you're used to the surroundings, kind of. Other- when you take out the fans, yes, it's going to be a completely different experience. But can you imagine playing in Nashville with no fans? It's no, a lot nicer. What, what I'm saying is, <laughs> at least that, it's the road team. Like the the boards are going to be different. It, how thi- how the atmosphere is and how long the bench is. I mean, if you if you decided to do this in Montreal or Detroit, where there's the one aisle way right down the middle. Oh, you're talking about stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that where it's it's not necessarily like the atmosphere, but it's like the actual physical presence well, of where you are. Well, don't forget, these teams will be able to practice and they'll get used to playing in these arenas. But think about when they it, though. Vegas there. players are going to be able to, if they obviously have like their own like condos there's, or, or there's houses no there. way. For, yeah, first of all, there's no way that they're going to, because there was talks that they'd have the East play the Vegas and Vegas play in the West. I'm like, no. no. East, East, West, West. You don't cross. Yes. But like, if you think about it, those Vegas players, if, you know, whether they they have a home there or a condo or whatever, they can sleep in their own bed. They don't have to worry about, you know, listen, does the hotel serve breakfast in the morning? Listen, Alex, these are five star resorts we're talking about here. These guys are going to be staying at. I'm just those saying, beds are dude, nice. No, I'm just saying there. Are you just saying the, the comfort of saying? the comfort of home does a lot for an athlete. If you can sleep in your own bed the night before a game, it's completely different than being on the road. I like staying in a hotel. I hate it. I love Absolutely it. Absolutely hate it. See, that's the difference between you and I. I love getting up and not having to make breakfast. I prefer uh, making breakfast. I love I get, love breakfast. Give me those carton nope. egg beaters and nope. in, in nope. nope. scrambled nope. egg nope. and nope. those <laughs> that awful greasy bacon. <laughs> hey, no, when give we, me a give me a pan, a spatula, and my fridge, and I'll be happy. Let me tell you right now, Alex. Embassy Suites, downtown Grand Rapids. No. Dude. No. Awesome breakfast. Great. Not as good as my homemade breakfast. Why? Because it's because you made it. Because my homemade breakfast makes me comfortable. Makes you. You're telling me it doesn't make comfortable. Yes, everyone's judging you when you have two plates of food at the embassy suites like me when I come flying in with my one of waffles and toast. Too much, boy. You eat too much. I do have to start. I think. Well, you said when like your body stops at 25, and I'm like, this is it. Yeah, it's over. You're downhill from here, buddy. It's all over. Is it over? Go home. Call it off. Just stop eating for the rest of my life. Even though I'm probably going to have chips and cheese for dinner because I... I'm giving you a keg by 30. <laughs> oh, beer keg? Oh, absolutely. Well, shoot. Ever since no, I stopped... for a stomach. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm... I'd like a keg when I'm 30, by the way. Um, but no, I... Oh, I know I was going to turn downhill. Like, this quarantine has made me realize that if I don't actually take care of my body, it's going to get bad. Metabolism, gone. Well, then again, I've been able to work out the same either, though. Yeah. Like when I work at out of Davenport, I don't work out as hard as I did when I played. Right, but you still work out pretty good. Yeah, 
pretty good. I worked out pretty good. See, that's like my quarantine workouts have been like my legs are, I'll do like mainly like body weight stuff. And then here's my big leg thing. I love biking. I love going on my bike. I love taking the trails. And because here it, it doubles as it's a leg workout and it's cardio. So I'm burning calories, can throw throw on, you know, some extra layers if I want to get a real good sweat. And then I also get a freaking amazing leg workout. And, out of um, it. What? Take the M6 trail to Kentwood. I already did. That's what I did today. To Kentwood? Yeah. Where you, where you rode alongside the highway? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. No, I, I when I say I ride my bike, I ride my bike. You ride that your thing, bicycle. You like thing, to ride your bike. That thing goes. <laughs> you have a Bianchi. It's real. It's a very nice bike. Well, it's it's used, a little beaten up. I remember when I used to use it when you weren't around. It was nice. Well, it's it's beaten up now because I, I mean I have to get stop th- looking at my bike like that. By the way, our bikes are in the studio. When you yeah, start watching us, you can't see them. Your, but the- your bike needs a little help. That was dad's old bike. I only inherited it. That one? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. The multi-tech, yeah. Or multi-track, yeah. The 720, the, what is the that? Trek. 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 Well, it's, it's Trek brand. It's the multi-track model. Yes. And Kelly has a Schwan. Freaking Schwinn bikes. Overrated. Dude, okay. Overrated. No. You're telling me if you were 10 years old, Alex, you would not I'm want just the saying. high handlebar Schwinn? No. Because I never liked that. You want to know what bike I wanted when I was 10, year, 10 years old? I wanted the Harley Davidson bike that looked like an actual motorcycle. I wanted the OCC Chopper one. That one. That was the one that but I then wanted. Then again, that was because we were watching American Choppers with Dad. But, and we were like, then, yeah. but then I realized that Bikes. thinking about it now, that bike would have just gonna been a complete and utter nuisance. Oh, yeah. No, that thing would have been terrible to ride. Because you've been if sitting there like, late like this, like with your arms sort back of, and just like, any sort hey. of incline, you're done. And just like, yeah, you hit a bump or something like that. And you just fall over like you're on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. It's a completely immersive experience. <laughs> you get to really like, on a real motorcycle, except without the loud noise, but the pain and injury is still there. Uh, but yeah, so Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Confirmed Speaking of motorcycles, you see a lot of those. Yeah, uh, but Canadian cities are still kind of an option. I don't really think so because I think. I feel like they're going. I feel like, I, I feel like I, you need one. I don't think so. It's, it's tough. Well, because here's the thing. The NHL still has not made the decision yet, and they were waiting for the Canadian government. However, they have said, even though Trudan, Tr- Trudan, Trudeau. Trudeau has not lifted the ban, that's where I was getting the ban from, he's not lifted the quarantine or not changing any of the rules for non-essential travel, they are still considering it. Now, they will take this into account, and now players have to figure out how to get there quicker because obviously they have to wait two weeks. Right. Here's the big kicker, though, Alex. With a lot of these contracts that are expiring on June 30th, players of foreign countries, their visas are starting to expire, which means, and Elliot Freeman made a good point on this the other day, I think it was two days ago now the article came out, is that these players have to, they're being encouraged to arrive to North America as quickly as possible so their teams can begin the process to extend their visas through the end of the playoffs. Because this is important. Because now you have players, I think it's just players that are only on either on the last year or they're on one-year contracts. So guys that have multi-year contracts, I don't think have a problem. Right. No, not because, mistaken. well, the, the multi-year thing, it's teams have their own different clauses where they work within the federal government to be able to supply these athletes with visas, which are specialized because they're... Special. 
they're not like true employees. So they're they're, they're still s- considered you know workforce kind of thing. Are they special? Special, so special. Tyler, please stop singing. You are awful. <laughs> the Pretenders. Is yeah, you're singing. pretending. Yeah, I'm pretend. Yep, there you go. I was hoping um, you say something. But no, yeah, d- definitely that's going to be something that you have to look into. And then also, how are the contracts being handled as far as your contract expires on June thirtieth? Do you play playoff games? Well, I mean, do, these guys, do these, so. Do, do you sign a quick deal where it's you basically get whatever you were going to be paid, but you know it's moving into it's a a two week time slot, or you do it by what how many like you you do it per round kind of thing. You know what's funny, Alex? Some people don't realize this. <laughs> oh my god, it's hilarious. Continue. Players only get paid for the regular season. Yes. Playoff money. There's a reason why it's called a playoff bonus because they get bonus money to play in the playoffs. Right, but what I'm saying so is So these guys are still going to get paid. That's it's not like they're not going to they're doing this voluntarily. No, but what I'm saying is is that different clauses within the contract or whatever if they have certain special clauses that pertain How a lawyer are you going to try to get right now? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. If someone tells me that I'm done working on June or June 30th and I don't want to play for the team anymore, if, or if I have any sort of like hesitation of like, eh, I can hold off. I'll wait till next year. So, I don't have to show up. So Minnesota. I don't have to show up. Alex, here's the, here's the Alex Daylock just texted buddy. Yeah, I'm the, not gonna if show. half the Montreal Canadiens or half the De- Detroit Red or not Detroit Red Wings, like that the Toronto Maple Leafs or whoever, if they decided if they decided, yeah, I don't want to play anymore. I don't play for this team. For any sort of I reason at all, they, they could, don't have to show up. Well, okay, yes, but... If the contract ends think, June 30th, they don't have to play after June 30th. I, that Alex, team. contracts this year are a little funny, okay? They're a little different. Uh, hey, contracts, what's on I, the papers, what's on contracts, the Contracts, I believe, are extended for this and whatnot. Now it's going to make uh, contracts... Oh, well, that's a whole different thing. Hey, I'm just saying, What's Alex. on the papers on the on the paper, and... I'll put you on the paper, and we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know but, what's on paper, though? What is on paper, Alex? The news. The news. News is also online and it's you know in digital form, but it also uh, can be Twitter, fun. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube. Well, yeah, YouTube, but yeah, we don't have 12 our twelve ounce on sports and twelve ounce sports. Radio.com. Yes, well, Alex, we don't we don't do social media stuff on YouTube. We don't post stuff on there. We just well, have no, videos I mean, and stuff. You can do hashtags. We just, we just stuff, have hashtag content. Tags hashtag, and hashtag news. We should hashtag. Oh my gosh, do hashtag news on every video because people are just going to click hashtag news and we're going to be up there, Alex. We're gonna we're gonna trump the competition. Oh, you just stop right there. No, come on. I thought no, that was funny. That, that was bad. No. That was bad. I'm sorry. You should be ashamed. I am ashamed. I feel ashamed. I thought it was funny, though. No. Hey, look at my darts up on the board. Oh, I hit the same spot three times. I actually did that. I don't believe you. On and the phone. also, there's... Okay, the one off the side is Two count. darts that are in the same spot. One that's on an angle, and one is... Com- two are completely off the board. You know, <laughs> I didn't throw those, though. Those ones are stuck there. Um... That's me. But yes, segue into a different conversation. The Darts. news, news that is on the mind of us and talking about the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal, whether, whether or not players are going to decide to keep playing for them after June 30th. And you know, Alex, Max Domi is going to go off. I'm Brad Marchand. You're implying that Montreal is going to win their first round series too. Uh, they might. You never know. Who are they playing against? Dude, I, keep, I don't know. I keep forgetting. We, we went over this last week. The news. Yuppie 
Yupi has joined the mascot hall of fame. He is <gasps> the first two sport athlete to do so. Then again, he is the only uh, I, I Montreal say, plays Pittsburgh. I don't know Sorry. if he's the only mascot to have done this, but he is the most famous one for being the mascot for the Montreal Expos until they decided to leave the city. Well, in they, they just ran out of money, Alex. It was a Winnipeg. It was a Quebec Nordique deal. Yes, they they no longer played as the Expos ever again. Yes. Okay. Okay. Two thousand five, and UP was so beloved that he they were like, "Hey, you should come and do the Habs games." And he was like, "Okay." Even though they have Carlton over there in Toronto, we need one over here, and they have that tiger lion looking thing up there in Ottawa. Let's have you come over here to Montreal. To which I again ask, "What the hell is a UP?" <laughs> The hell's a gritty? Grit. <laughs> he's grit. Yeah. He's made out of grit. You know, you know that thing where you just like get down your, oh, yeah, get it. That's, that's the that's, entire city of Philadelphia. That's what they look like. Grit and grindstone. Blood, sweat, and tears. And crying babies. And delicious sandwiches. And Rocky. Okay. That's we're, it. we're talking about the Philly cheese. Oh, it is Philly cheesesteak. It, it, it's good. I, okay, what? I've, I've never had a legit Philly cheesesteak. I've never uh, been to... Hey, I have hey, to hey. be in the place where it originated hey. to actually enjoy it. I will never have Whatever. hot chicken until I go to Nashville. I told I told Peyton that a couple Whatever. weeks ago. I ate Peyton Pernage. I'm Whatever. not going to do it. You're a baby. I am a baby. That's why I could never have poutine until I went to Toronto and had poutine for Here's the first the time. Thing. And guess what? You I don't will never regret the, it. You don't think the Nashville hot chicken that they serve at KFC hasn't been tested in Nashville? Black? Mm. Nope. Because you want to know why? Because Yes, they did, because they had commercials about it. They were in Nashville, and they're like, how's that chicken tasting, sir? It's it's pretty good chicken. Yeah, okay. Yeah, You want to know how it really happened? How's that chicken, sir? $100 bill gets passed underneath the table. That tastes fantastic. I didn't see it in the commercial, therefore it never happened. As I was saying, Yuppie. Yuppie. Good job. Good for him. I mean, you know, it's mascots. I don't know if you're the same guy that you were when you uh, were with the Expos, but... uh, at least the character. Good job. I, I always still wonder. What the hell's a Yuppie? Look, up, to, you, look you up Yuppie. keep talking. I'm going to look that Orange up. fluffy thing. What does Yuppie mean? What <laughs> is a Yuppie? Just search what is a Yuppie. Not what does Yuppie mean, because Yuppie's going to probably give you some urban dictionary thing that you cannot say live on the air. You're on 12 on Sports What does Yuppie mean? From Wikipedia, Yuppie. Oh, oh, ow. You whacked my microphone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Yuppie is the French, pronu- well, it's way of pronu- French pronunciation, French for yip. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the French way of saying yippee, yippee. Oh, genius! <laughs> he embodies excitement of us all, but he's French. Han Han, wee wee baguette, <laughs> Eiffel Tower, yippee, yippee. <laughs> Oh man, this hurts because I'm I, not trying to offend anyone. I like you too, but now you're French. I'm just saying that that hurts. <laughs> you're this just over the, this that's entire just time. Nice... I'm like, there's got to be some sort of reference to something like Carlton. It's it's Church and Carlton, Church and Carlton where yeah. Maple Leaf Gardens were, or like I mean, even something as simple as Griff for the Grand Rapids Griffins, like Finn. Griff is short. For Griffin, and, and then, then Finn, Finn is, is the, the second mascot. So when you put their names together, it sounds it's, 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 it's Griffin. It took three years <gasps> oh for me to realize. Oh my god! That. It took me three years to realize that's why they did. It. I'm like, that's a stupid name, Finn Griff. Oh no, 
There you go. Griffin fin. Oh, crap. You're like fin, like oh, like like a oh. shark, like a shark fin. Do 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 do. That's the barracudas weren't even a team yet. Should have called him winger. Winger? Yeah. No, thunder chicken. That's what he looks like. He looks like a thunder chicken. Doesn't look like a thunder chicken. He looks like a griffin. Looks like a buck buck buck. Looks wings. like a griffin with a sideways hat. Oh yeah, Freddy wears a hat. Who the hell thought of that? I want to meet the marketing team that thought of Finn and fire them. He's cute. Do you see his big old cheekies? I want to squish him. You're calling a you're calling a mascot with a man inside it or a woman. Actually, I don't know who he was. A person inside it. Oh, he's so cute. Look at him. He's got his little cheekies and squeeze the cheeky. Yes, Alex. You know what? Because there's gonna be fans next year. X amount of fans. He's adorable. It. X amount of fans at games next year in the AHL because also that return to play committee for the American Hockey League was formed, including Steve Eisman, David Poyle, and all them. Great. Probably should mention that as well. I want you to walk up to Finn, mask on and all, and pinch his cheeks and just see what happens. You're cute. Yeah, you got cheeky. You're baby How old are you? You're like you're like seven, aren't you? You're a little baby. Even though he's a griffin, which in mythological terms would murder you. Well, he's a guardian of Olympus. Yes. Yes, and he has talent. He will mess you up. <laughs> but head and wings of an eagle. Talents. I'm not concerned about the talents. I'm concerned about the hot dog gun. <laughs> <laughs> that thing goes. Here comes Griff and his buddy Finn, and he sees you in the crowd. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to Pulls out his hot dog gun. Griff, get him. Section 107. Duxies. Row Webber. <laughs> Duck season. Wabbit season. Alabama season. season. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where's it? You have Finn behind him, like, with the scope and everything. All right. Section 108. Row J, seat 12. Got him in sight. No crosswind. Got him. Bam. <laughs> and nailed <laughs> of course there's no crosswind. We're in an arena. <laughs> yeah, but we got the blimp flying around. That could add a little <laughs> breeze to it. Blimp gets in the way. As the okay, I'm going to say this <laughs> since this is, like, one of, isn't this, like, the, no, this isn't the last one. No, it's second to last one. Second to last one without being on the show. What is 12-ounce sports seeing <laughs> us? <laughs> they're going for it, man. They're, they're going for it. They said they want more hockey shows, and I said, sure, we're going live. It works perfectly. <laughs> Did they give us a shiny nickel? <laughs> is that our pay? Nope, but we got Pooh Bear. Oh, God. Pooh makes so many appearances on this show. We got Winnie the Pooh. Oh, my God. Winnie the Pooh. Oh my god. Way the poop poop. What is the pow? Oh my god. I'm gonna Oh my god. You know the best part is like this is video would be great, but unfortunately everyone listening right now is just hearing you grimace and me punching you with Winnie the Pooh. Oh my god. I can't breathe. Well, oh my god. We got a little time to kill here, Alex. Mask. A little. <laughs> That'll be some killing. We've gone through the script. We're done. No. I don't know why I'm here. Well, let's talk about, I mean, who are some of your favorite mascots other than Finn? Griffin. Griff. <laughs> Crash the River Rascal. I did. Which, by the way, <laughs> what the hell? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. West Michigan Whitecaps. Our logo is an actual white cap. With a baseball. The, with, a yeah. jam, with a baseball jammed to it with eyes coming at you like death. Well, yes. Looks like Pan's Labyrinth. Well, no, but why do you always say that it looks because like Pan's Labyrinth? Got, it's What's got, wrong with you? Because You're it's got upset. eyes wherever. Everything has eyes, basically. Well, but the the uh, the monster, the... 
What's the monster's character? The one that has eyes on its hand. Like, he can just put his eyes wherever he wants to, but he always has them in his hands. I don't know what the name of it is. You know what I'm talking it's about. Just the, it's the monster from Penn's Labyrinth. It's like he jammed the, his eyes into a baseball and said, we're going to create a tidal wave in the white caps. It's not a tidal wave. It's a white cap. It's, a, it's just a regular wave. Hurt my one that you yes. would run into. My brain is starting to hurt. And then, well, okay. fifth, third ballpark. It's next to the Grand River. <gasps> I've got it. You know what's what? Right? I have an idea for our mascot. Okay. Well, what is it? We'll name him Crash. Like, oh, okay. Like, like crashing waves. Yeah, that, that's really cool. So is he going to be like blue? Are we going to get what, like, animal, what animal is he going to be? What, no, is he going to be like blue? Got a little foam on like his forehead or whatever. Look he's going like, to look like, like the he's, cyclone he's, from Cincinnati. Yeah, he's he's got like look, an actual he's, cyclone. He's going to look like a wave. No. Make him look like a, like a chipmunk. Like a, like a chipmunk. A chipmunk? That's a little small, wait, isn't wait, it? Wait, what? A chipmunk. Yeah, but we're not going to call him a chipmunk. We're going to call him a river rascal. What? A rascal. And, make and him then. Fat. Make him fat so he looks cuddly. And then. We're going to add a pig. We're going <laughs> to add a pig. What? A yeah. A pig with a gosh darn tube around him. Like a, floating a beach tube. tube to float down the river. And what number is he going to be? Eight ounces. <laughs> what? Eight O Z. Eight O Z. Like, Z. So it's, it's Z. It's like it's Z. Z. It's like Z. twelve ounce sports network, except a little bit lighter. Like it's like eight lighter. ounce sports. <laughs> the minor leagues. <laughs> minor league radio is probably gonna listen to this. Like, hey, I'm minors. <laughs> That's my sh- minor league randos gonna listen in and be like, that's my life. Who wants to listen to episodes made by people under the age of eighteen? Get it? Minor, minor radio. Oh, minor radio. Ah, 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 ah. Ah. Oh, we could have done that if we just had the technology. We knew Audacity. I mean, at least at- Davenport's mascot is Paws. No, it's it's no, it's Pounce. Oh, Pounce. Davenport Sorry, Panthers is Pounce. Whatever. Paws is the Detroit Tigers one. That's his name. Paws. Yeah. I forget what's, I give the, up. what's the Blue Jays I mascot's name. Alex, look up the Blue Jays mascot. Jay! <laughs> look up Toronto Blue Jays mascot. But it's not like J-A-Y, like the bird. No, it's, it's just the letter J. <laughs> Please search it. Blue Jays mascot name. No, his name's Six. Because we're in the Six. Nope, nope. He was created before Drake. He was created before Jake was born. Actually, what Toronto Blue... Wait, no. Let's just make this clear. Alex, no, go back. No, go back. His Google search, he types in Toronto. The first thing that comes up is Toronto Maple Leafs mascot. Alex, what have you been looking up? Well, it's probably the fact that I looked up UP five seconds before. So they're like, you're thinking about Canadian mascots. Just Canadian mascots. Blue Jays mascot. Do they have a mascot? Oh, it's Ace. Oh, why? What? Ace? This ain't tennis. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, you're telling me there was a name. Go back up. Go back up, Alex. Click click the one next to me. BJ Burt. <laughs> no, click it. I have to see what the... Please tell me that's not an actual... Hold on. Served as the hold official... On. Oh, my gosh. Please he served at BJ Birdie served B- guys, as the official mascot BJ Birdie. Yes, Tyler. BJ. They heard. Okay, make sure they heard the term BJ. Yep. Oh my God! You're such a dummy. Read it, please. They have the sports mascots wikia. You're the reason why I drink. B.J. Birdie served as the official mascot of the Toronto Blue Jays. 
from 1979 to 1999. And was, someone determined that BJ was a bad neighbor. He child. was ejected from a game in 1993 <laughs> for showing up the umpire after making gestures the umpire found What mascots could BJ Birdie be? He was replaced <laughs> in 1999 with the mascots Ace and Diamond. Thank <laughs> What, Alex, seriously, what were the, were the obscene gestures that BJ Birdie could have made towards a major league umpire? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. But if it's anything as bad as the freaking... Uh, the I Heart BJ shirt? Well, I was going to say the Philadelphia Fanatic. The Fanatic at least has an okay name, not BJ Birdie. I get it. The 70s and 80s were weird. What but are you? Oh, is that Diamond? That was Diamond, yeah. Oh, my God. So this is back when the Blue Jays, this was like the, the I don't say, it was before the black Blue Jays sweaters, jerseys, excuse me. Oh, my goodness. That, that awkward mid-stage between the classic, you know, baby blue to the black and blue ones where they said, we're going to go this light blue. Why is red. her face like that? That's a she. Yes, oh. that's why her name's Diamond. Oh, that's a stripper name. <laughs> you said it, not me. Good gosh, that's an awful. That that's seriously. she looks. If she was a at person, least, that'd be thirty bucks on division. At least, oh my goodness! At least Ace and Diamond. And I'm just gonna take the Twelve Ounce Sports Network off of our screen. We'll still be going live on our own social media channels, but not Twelve Ounce Sports Network because this, this is it. <laughs> can edit this part out if you want to. Edit what out, Alex? Dude, What's this, wrong with a good name mascot this. of that name? I regret looking it up now. Oh, my God. <laughs> All I asked was, hey, the name of the, di- the diamond, per- the person that was in the mascot, you know, suit, her name was Amanda Barker. There was one person that did it? Yeah. One person that played the role of diamond. Because at least, you know, mascots, there's like certain performers like you know the well here's the thing events. diamond only lasted from 2000 to 2003 that's four seasons though so diamond Crat- though crash well, the river rascal lasted however long and he's had a lot of people in him because well he's been 21 ugh, years god that just sounds wrong saying i'm not gonna say that again they've changed ugh. crash the river rascal alex first they, of all i changed when they changed uniforms it took him five years to get a mascot though christopher hamster was Crash the River Rascal, by the way. Who that the one? heck? Communications teacher at Davenport. Good for True him. True story. You got to start somewhere, kids. Start as a mascot. Make money. He was a disc jockey, and then he, during the summer, he was also Crash the River Rascal. Hey, I uh, listen, I would have loved to be a mascot performer, but I wouldn't be able to watch the games, though. Well, yeah, because you're talking to kids, which is Well, you're not talking. Awful. Exactly. Well, you can't even talk. I was pounced. You would lose it. I when I was at Davenport, I was pounced once. It sucked because I couldn't talk to anyone. Like I went up to people I knew too, and I like played like pool down there in the student center. I was kicking everyone's butt and sure. Stuff. What I was sure. It was hard to see in. Sure. Have you ever put pounce on? Yes. Yeah, you know how hard it is. The head is not stable. It's just wiggling around well, and everything. No, but no no real mascot helmet is unless it's like a professional one. Well, you would think since we're an NCAA school. Yeah, an NCAA Divisions two school. Buddy, where the dumb Laker probably has got it well, then against Grand Valley State, so... You mean Louie? That's what his name is? Yeah. I thought B.J. Birdie was bad. Louie the Laker. No, B.J. Birdie is far worse than Louie the Laker. Or Louie... Well, is he Louie the Laker? 
Yes! I don't know the names of Division Two mascots. They're the Grand Valley State Lakers. So you're telling me Griff the Griffin is his full name? Probably. Finn the Griffin? Griff the Griffin. Finn the Griffin. Yeah, probably. That's just an all. It's like calling me Tyler the, or Ty the Tyler. If Tyler was a, like. No, a, because you have an actual last name, you idiot. <sighs> Here's the real question. If we're going by it's the na- name, the blank, like it's your name. So Tyler the blank. What's Gritty? Gritty the Clark. No. That's Gritty Clark. It's Bobby Clark's long lost cousin. You know this. Or his son. Gritty the mass murderer. Wow. You're Gritty the chainsaw killer. Just that's just Gritty the, a dark Gritty, turn. the character that messes children up. <laughs> Scares children at night, that's for sure. And goes Gritty, and- the guy that punches people in the back of the head. <laughs> That happened last season, folks. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and goodbye, 12 Out Sports. Hey. But anyway, are, are we done? Are we going? No. We gotta, oh, okay. we gotta finish here. We gotta, finish what? We gotta actually been going on for how long? Only an hour 45. Only an hour 45. You, if you think an hour 45 is long, Alex, we have two and a half hour shows coming up yeah, here. Yeah, no, I ain't doing that. You gotta start conditioning, man. I ain't doing that. Start running, man. Start doing some. Yeah, if you want to do a two and a half hour show and do the entire show, I'll do the show from my bike. <laughs> How's it going, Alex? How's the weather out there? <laughs> it's great, guys. All right, just, that's just, that is that's no, not what it sounds like. Sorry. It sounds like sorry, blow, sorry, blow, no. near, blow near mic. Harder, you're going fast. <laughs> that's great, guys. It's up, up here now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's screaming? <laughs> Who are you running into on the trail that's screaming while you're riding a bike? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Kenwood's crazy, man. <laughs> Kenwood's a crazy town. Everyone outside of West Michigan's like, what? All right, but that's you know, I uh, that's another high school mascot name, the Falcons. <laughs> I don't think there's that many Falcons. I'm gonna look, hold on. Kenwood, Michigan, sister cities. I'm curious. What? Sit. Uh, God district Ghana. Oh, Mich- I'm not saying that's that. Grand Rapids, dum dum. Oh, so East uh, Kenwood doesn't have its own sister. Well, that's kind of no. Dumb. Because it's not like a city city. Apparently, Perugia, Italy is similar to Grand Rapids. Great. I was looking up to see what a sister city was like to compare Canada. Guess what? Chicken butt. I don't care. (laughs) You don't care about a lot of things. Sister city. Ah, yes. A place I will never go. (laughs) There's only one place that is out of my way that I'm willing to go to, and that's Davenport, Iowa. You want to know why? Because they have a Keel Street. Spelled like our name. I'm going to steal the sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's my declaration of independence. Both of us I am Nicholas Cage. I'm going to steal the Keel Street sign, Davenport, <laughs> Iowa. We both go to Davenport. We steal a Keel Street sign. This is legitimately what puns are made for, Alex. You get the other one. I get the one. Which one? Which one do I get? The one I don't get. <laughs> oh, we have to go down Keel Street and just take every sign and just hand it's out one to- street. Yeah, it's one street, but there's multiple, probably multiple street Here's signs. Here's the thing. I looked at the, I looked at Keel Street. It's kind of a side street, so it only has two signs. Kind of got a bend in it. So uh, yeah, I've already planned this out. <laughs> Whatever thing opens up, we're just gonna drive down to Iowa, sir. Why are you going to yes. Iowa? No big deal. We're just gonna steal a sign with our last name because they, you know, they didn't ask us for naming rights to a street, and we weren't honored. Or no, no, no. This is how we get in Iowa. Ready? What? If we have well, to you drive t- south no, no, no. west. No, this is what we do. If we get hit by any tolls, 
like entering like not like going to Iowa, okay, but you go, like you entering st- Iowa. If we hit a toll, and they're like, "So, uh, what you doing in Iowa?" Okay, you know they or, don't or, have those, Alex. I know, but if they did, <laughs> or if hypothetically, like, or if like someone was like, "Oh, you're from Michigan, what are you doing in Iowa?" I've got it. I know exactly what we're gonna say. Oh boy, we're just here to make sure that Nebraska doesn't have as much corn. That's a thing. They get, they get all Iowa offended. versus Nebraska. Who's got better corn? Who's got the bigger mound of corn? Who's got the bigger ears? Who's got more butter for that corn? Dumbo. What? You said who's got bigger ears? Dumbo. Oh. See, I was still thinking around the corn subject here. You know, corn. Freak on a leash. That was not that was not a corn song. That was what was that? What was that? There, there, you just made sounds there, Alex. If you were trying to sing Freak on a Leash, that's if not- something takes a part of me, you oh and God. I were meant right, to I think be- we need to end this show right now. At the Kiel Show on Twitter. Use the hashtag TKP for this episode. Hashtag, hashtag the Kiel Podcast or hashtag TKS. We don't need to evolve the, the, the Turkish Communist Party. Nobody has. Nobody has. Well, no. I'm just saying. Didn't we do the ask? Didn't we want to look up one of these days? What? Hashtag, hashtag ask TKP to yeah, see what happens. Nope. We already looked into it. Nobody used it. Well, nobody that was on our show, but it was interesting to see what was on there. Hey, use hashtag T- ask TKS. Get involved in the conversation. Make sure to follow us on all channels of social media. So that is YouTube for all of the live and well, replays. Me, the, the replays. Live will be on 12 Ounce Sports Network. Okay, so the replays of the show. And any special once episodes we do. we do the actual visual side of it. And we do In two weeks, premium. 6 o'clock, June 29th. Big guest the coming premium. on. Can't say it yet. I'll probably say it on uh, next week. Maybe. YouTube for the replays. Yeah, I said YouTube. Instagram. I don't know how you're doing that. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, 12 on sports, 12 on sports radio.com. I will be probably recording the episode on Friday. You're going to be here for that or is that going to be me this Friday? Friday? Yeah. Uh, that's probably a no bueno for me. Dude. All right. So I'll be recording on Friday. It'll be up on Tuesday just in case something else happens, but cause I'm in Glen Arbor this weekend. Gonna uh, go up with yes. Family. Yes. And I'm trying to, to set up something with dad for father's day, but he ain't going to me. Babe. He ain't talking to me. I should probably hang out with him on Friday then. You should. Before then. You should. I'll have him on the show. Because he's your father. Have him on the show. That'd be great. Oh, good God. Dad, hockey. It's oh, like- hey, look. We got the boys talking about the Maple Leafs here. Oh, wait. Go Red Wings. Woo! That is how he would sound, yes. Oh, he's a big boy Follow podcast. Them. Follow them. Keel Quest on Instagram and YouTube. Keel Quest. It's pronounced <laughs> Keel Quest. At K-U-E-H-L-K-U-E-S-T. See, it's like Quest, but with K-U. They are also on YouTube. Make sure to go check them out. They have keto recipes, and they have a bunch keto, of... Keto! Not Cheeto, keto. K-E-T-O, keto recipes. Even though Dad is a Cheeto. They also have on their... Uh, they have... Yeah, just go check them out. Go check them out. Go check out their swag. Talk, oh, to him. talk to him on Instagram. See if you check can get out, some free uh, stickers and, through them. And be sure to check out Alex's other Instagram, not just no. his at, No, not... No, I no. decided to take that down because I realized I don't really post a lot to Instagram. So what's the point of having two pages? I forgot that you actually calmed it down. It wasn't like you were posting five times a day. No, I, I, I have calmed, yeah, you're I've, no, I've calmed myself down on you Instagram. You are no longer basic. God bless it. 
Tyler, you literally listen to a band that's named. You the say the tragically, tragically hip. Don't you dare get into me about tragically hip. You I will a- go into this again. It's- Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>